Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. Some very positive news for Cleveland starter Carlos Carrasco. He has been cleared to be throwing to live here just this Friday. Carrasco has been out a couple of months after being diagnosed with leukemia. For the minutes, good news and bad news. Brandon Nimmo is expected to begin a minor league rehab assignment in the next 7 to 10 days. He's been out with a neck injury. The bad news, Jeff McNeil is most likely to hit the injured list with an injured hamstring. For the Boston Red Sox, Brock Holt is away from the Red Sox for personal reasons. He left the team on Tuesday. He'll not be around at all on Wednesday, but he is expected to be ready for Friday night's series opener back at home against the Orioles. And for the New York Yankees, CC Sabathia should be back in the rotation on Sunday. He's been out with a knee injury. And in the NFL, Stephen Holder of the Indianapolis Star has clarified that Andrew Luck has not been diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. Some confusion currently out of the front office in Indianapolis. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been the Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance card. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Burns, did you watch Hard Knocks last night? I did not. It was a little un- underwhelming. I, you know, people are like, oh, this is going to be the biggest hard knocks ever. Antonio Brown, blah, blah, blah. You know, look, John Gruden is doing, he's great for TV because he says everything right. We want him here. We need him here. But they didn't like, I, I didn't feel like it was too much Antonio Brown last night. Yeah, I think I read something yesterday that they needed to have some of the footage, especially of Brown coming back to practice in by 2.45 p.m. Eastern yesterday to make the final cut. And they were unsure if they would. So, yeah, I didn't get to see it. I did see a couple people say it was a really good one. Uh, was it? Did you think it was a good yeah, show? Yeah, I thought it was a good show. And and you know what they're doing this year? They're not spending so much time with these random linebackers who are going to get cut. You know, I get that whole thing. But I, I thought it was pretty good. You know, he talk, there's a lot about Mike Glennon and Nathan Peterman, how he was trying to push them. Um, you know, this kid, Keelan Doss, he was about the one guy that you're kind of rooting for, you know, this guy, you know, this free agent guy. But, uh, I, you know, I, I think, you know, usually I can watch the show, Adam, and tell you this coach sucks, which most of the time I do. I have no problem with Gruden. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think he has the talent. No. And, and I think they know they don't have the talent. And, you know, he doesn't say that, but he kind of knows. But, um, you know, in, in years past, I remember, you know, Mike Smith was terrible and Joe Philbin was terrible. You know, it really exposes bad coaches, this show. Yeah, no, it certainly does. You see a lot behind the scenes and it opens eyes. It really does. And Gruden has instructed me, you know, at first that there were times last year where I'm asking myself, has this guy lost it? But no, he's pretty, he's pretty sharp still. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll again, I, it's going to be tough to measure in results because I just, again, don't think the team is good enough. So, you know, unfortunately, that's how most coaches are judged by your record. It's a tough business. You know, you don't get much of an opportunity. The window is small and it's been a while. Uh, you know, Gruden had that long time off between coaching and spent time in the TV booth. And uh, obviously they need to make a splash moving to Vegas. Well, look, and that's it. You know, they, Brent, uh, Gruden joked that Brent Muthsberger was their best free agent hiring. He's their new radio guy. But yeah. well, you know where Brent lives? Brent lives in Vegas. So they're setting this up to be in Vegas. And that's why I said yesterday, I don't know whether Derek Carr may, Derek Carr is not Vegas, dude. That's all I'm just saying. He's a nice guy. He's likable. But he is not a Vegas strip kind of guy. Uh, I've never been a fan of Carr. 
and yeah. uh, so far been correct. He had that one big year, and it's been downward since. Yeah, I think they're going to need to get some some panache, some guys that are going to make the team lively. Look, Antonio Brown, he's, he's Vegas. For better or worse, you're going out to see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, look, he's still one of the top receivers. He is getting a little bit older, but certainly there's a lot of drama surrounding him. Hopefully we'll see him on the practice field soon and there for week one, and we can uh, get over the foot and helmet gate. All right, so we, we, we just touched on this a little bit. There's a report out of Houston where it's, it will be surprising if Clowney does not get traded, Adam. I'm a little shocked here. I don't know whether you trade Clowney. Don't you try to sign this guy and pair him up with J.J. Watt versus trade him? Uh, they probably, I guess, have tried, is my guess, and uh, they just can't come to an agreement. Um, I don't know, man, because it's crazy. Bill O'Brien said he's unaware of the trade rumors, but yet he has a say in what's going on because of uh, the lack of a GM. So I, I, I don't know. I haven't really kind of looked at this close enough to kind of really figure this how, out. How about, Cl- how about Clowney for Trent Williams? Boom, done. Uh, I yeah, the Redskins say they're not trading him. I don't know why. But who, nobody needs a, ta- a tackle more than the Texans. I mean, that oh, makes yeah, they certainly tra- could. I Woo. mean, it would be a good fit. Yeah, all right. And then the Redskins can get another guy there to make their defense a little better. That just makes too much sense for it to happen. But a uh, little injury here. Dolphins coach Brian Flores acknowledged that Kenyon Drake's foot injury will take a while to heal. I don't know what while is, but give me four to five weeks. Could that mean that uh, Kalen Ballage goes even higher? Probably. You know how people react to this news now. It does seem, again, the, these injuries reports, man, it's just so sh- uh, sketchy right now because they do say they hopeful he's ready for week one. They don't specify exactly what it is. So, you know, Drake was already falling down draft boards, and he might become a value now. I mean, obviously, anytime you're dealing with health, you know, you and especially if you don't know the specific nature of the injury, it's a little risky, but, you know, Drake did have nine touchdowns last year working, you know, splitting with Gore. I know on a week-to-week basis it's going to be frustrating, but we know he can catch the football. He's just not going to get that full workload. There might have been some people who saw the way the Dolphins offseason was going and said, all right, this is going to be the year, no gaze, they're going to come in, and Flores is going to give Drake the full workload. That's clearly not happening, and he has never had a full workload, I guess, since high school because we didn't see it in college either, so – but if he starts to slip to, like, the eighth, ninth round, I think I'm taking a shot at that point on him. I mean, Balaj, I just think, is probably really going to rise. He, you know, I got Balaj in the Scott Fishbowl RB57. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so he, that, went in the, he went in the ninth round last night. Ninth round. Yeah, that's fine. I think that's fine. Drake I, went okay in six. That. Drake went in six. Yeah, it's going to change, man. I don't see that. I, when we see drafts tonight, not going to happen. I think with this news, Drake's going to fall a little bit. Isn't it amazing what one day can do? Literally one day, Drake goes from a six-rounder probably to an eighth or ninth-round pick. Yeah, it's insane. I was actually just talking with uh, Michael Salfino from The Athletic, and he's in our uh, GST draft that we're doing on Sunday. He has pick four, and he said he hates it. He said that it was pick four was great, and now he said it's terrible. So it's amazing how we— Is he in your league or mine? Mine. Okay. So— What pick are you, Ronas? Twelve. Boy. Yeah, <laughs> you've gotten the twelve a lot this year, haven't Dude, you? Oh man, yeah. What I do you think? 
Two receivers? Well, it's, two receivers it's, at all? It's crazy because, no, in the fishbowl I had two. In our in our FF champs I had 12. Right, that's what I remember. Uh, what was the other? Oh, the Super Flex League I had picked seven. I'm doing a draft tonight, and I have picked one. Aren't we doing a mock draft tonight? And we're doing a mock. I don't did know. We get, did we get I have any, two drafts tonight. I have a did, draft at eight and then our mock at ten. Did you get any info about our mock? No. Okay, just <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll be set up, but yeah, at about nine fifty eight. Doc, hey, where are you? <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, I never got the email, but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I've been kind of all over the place in the draft boards. And uh, by the way, we do have a beat Adam Ronis online championship Friday, ten p.m. Eastern. Oh, look at that! I think I'm going to enter that league, Ronis. No, no, I'm not going to do that. You have any people in it yet? Uh, let's see. No, I don't see any. All right, sign up for the Beat Adam Ronis League on Friday at 10 p.m. There's a Beat Dr. Roto League Saturday at 10 p.m. So if you're not doing anything this weekend, come play us. All right, guys, we'll take a little break. We'll find out who Adam might take with the 12th pick when we return right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, we are back. We are full-time fantasy. Dr. Roto here with Adam Ronas. And remember, go to fulltimefantasy.com, enter the promo code ROTO50 or RONAS50, and we'll get you 50% off your first two months with us. And, you know, we're always updating the forums. We're writing about draft reviews. We're doing our articles. We're on sportsillustrated.com. We're all over the place trying to help you win your fantasy football leagues. So, Adam, I know you don't want to give away your strategy, but... Just between you and me, are you thinking two receivers at 12-13? It's a possibility. I mean, again, a lot's going to depend on what's there. And, again, you have to do that at 12 because you just don't know. Now, obviously, we've seen a lot of people at 12 do that because you're getting really good value. You know, I, I'm writing a piece that should be up. Uh, oh, I already wrote it on Sports Illustrated today, <laughs> on wide receiver strategy. And I go, you know, because people are so focused this year on trying to get the running backs and the three-down running backs that it's pushing a lot of good wide receiver value down the board. And when you are picking late in the first round, you can get two top receivers. And the, you know, why we, I think a lot of people say, oh, there's depth at wide receiver, but it's heavily concentrated near the top. Like, there's not a lot of wide receivers that are going to get 120-plus targets. Once and we you, get to, once we get past like wide receiver forty, I don't love anybody. I agree. I was thinking the same thing when I was looking. Like there's guys I, I like, like them, but I don't love them. Right. right. I like them, but I don't love anybody. The first so forty, I'm good with. Yeah, like there's a lot of guys from rounds four to six I like a lot, but obviously yeah. you, you know you can't. You got to also make sure you get a couple running backs as well. Right. Uh, but there's a drop off from like the elite receivers, so. It does make sense. And, yeah, you're going to feel a little bit naked because you don't have the running backs if you start the first two. But as we've said, there's still some decent running backs around three or four that you can come back with. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a possibility. If I had to put the odds on two wide receivers, I'd say it's uh, pretty high at this point. But, look, I don't know what's going to happen because we're already seeing Ezekiel Elliott fall. Uh, I doubt he makes it to 12. But, hey, between now and every day, 
The dude just changes, man. <laughs> it does. And you it does. and it's and you're seeing it uh, in drafts, man. I mean, you know this. You look I have picked five in GST. I have picked five in GST. It's he's on. He's on. I'm thinking about it. Thinking about it. Thinking because about what? Taking Zeke. Yeah, if he makes it to you, he probably he probably will at this point. I think he should. All I need is, look, one, two, and three we know. So is Team 4 going to take Zeke? If he doesn't, then, I, I mean, I'm thinking about it. I'm not saying I will or I won't, but it's definitely a thought. Yeah, I mean, it's tough for people in that range. I mean, from the the four on, because you have to make a, a difficult decision. And, you know, every I think the consensus is, yeah, he'll be back for week one, but no one really knows. No one really knows what he's going to do. No, no, that's true. And no, no, nobody knows about Luck. Nobody knows about Gordon. Nobody knows about Zeke. And, and now the injuries are piling up. And, and think about it this way, Adam. Gordon and Zeke are two running backs who would definitely go in round one. Now that that's, those guys are off the table, if you look at last night's draft, Duke Johnson went around seven. Wow. People, people are jumping, right? People are taking guys earlier. Uh, Latavius Murray, round seven. We were seeing this guy in round nine or ten. I think people are getting concerned about not getting their running backs. And these, I don't want to say mediocre, that's a bad word, but these like tier two running backs are being pushed up. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, when you look at where they go, they're in the 30s, so it makes sense. I mean, then, you know, you have a guy like Darius Geis who's falling. He hasn't been cleared to playing games yet. So I, I thought I couldn't believe a couple months ago. If you remember, Geis was going in the fourth, fifth round, and I'm like, "What are people doing?" Yeah. And, I, and again, <laughs> I love Geis, love the talent, but we haven't seen him in a game yet. He has had a hamstring, he's had a torn ACL, and we have he hasn't been cleared for game activity yet. So, and Adrian Peterson's still there. So why are you taking him now? He's still he's going the eighth round now. I still think I can't take him there. Yeah, I, I, I would I take him in the eighth round. The offensive line is so bad. It's yeah. so bad. I mean, so even if I like the guy, and I do, how many yards is he going to – first of all, you know Adrian Peterson is going to play the first five or six games of the season, right? Agreed? Right. And then the second half of the season, that, that offensive line can be so bad. I mean, is Geis going to get more than 800 yards rushing? It's going to be tough. I don't think I will. I don't think I'll have any pieces of him this year. I don't so far. See, I just know there's certain guys, and I'm looking around eight. I'm not drafting Jordan Howard. I'm not taking Geis. I'm not taking Henderson. Uh, Did you see that um, thing about Henderson where he says that he's not yeah, running the, the same zone. Co- Yeah, the zone. He, he's having trouble adjusting to the zone blocking. Wasn't it Bill Enright who, had, who liked Malcolm Brown? Wasn't that one of his sleeper guys? I don't remember. Um, it's so funny because I actually was debating taking Malcolm Brown late in that Rasball, and I didn't. Probably should have. He could be interesting. He could be yeah. interesting. I mean, they did re-sign him. I mean, I still think, though, Henderson, you know, he's a rookie, so it's you got to give him time to adjust. He's explosive. They draft him in the third round, so I think this is actually good if it affects his ADP moving down. It really, well, I guess it has a little bit. It was, he was going in the fifth, sixth round at one point. But look at last night's board. There's not a lot of green on the bottom. Like, under round 11, not so much green. Yeah, it really isn't. Yeah, you know, normally, so people, I think, are bumping up the running backs a little earlier. So, I mean, look at Team 10. Receiver, running back, receiver, running back, running back, running back, tight end, running back, running back. I mean, people are panicking a little bit, I think. They are. And then you look at those receivers they took. Uh, I I like one of them. The all of them, just a lot of question marks there, man. I mean, it's just. Uh, he blew I, a good team. He, By the way, he blew a good team. He had two good receivers, and then it all went to like. Crap. 
See, this is what I, I look. I understand running back depth is important, but in this format, the fantasy football world championship, you only need to start a max of two. Dude, take out Tariq Cohen, put in Christian Kirk. Tell me how much you like that team. It's definitely better. It's definitely uh, better. Yeah, and it could have gotten better. them there. Yeah. I mean, that's a big, that's a, right there. That's a, then you're Beckham, Godwin, Kirk. Yeah, I can live with that. I, I think this team went way heavy on running backs. I mean, that's six running backs in the first nine rounds, man. Come on. And then in, I spoke in this to my, format with three wide receivers? I know. And I spoke to my friend Matt, who's Team 11, right? Nicest guy. So I look at his draft. I go, dude, when you start with two running backs, which he did at Team 11, he started with Connor and Bell, you can't take Zach Ertz. you got to have a receiver. Because then he's taking receivers later that are all he's trying to find a number one. It's hard to find a number one at that point. You you got to take Lockett or you got to take Galladay and you got to secure it. Yeah, look, I'm I'm sure he was probably saying, well, Ertz is such a good value, right? Falling a three eleven, and that's what he's looking at. Yeah, that, that's exactly what he's looking at. And I don't. He, it is good value, but not on your team. Yeah, this is where the, the roster construction is important. You know, right. it's and again, this is why I hate the top two hundred list. It is the. Dumbest thing in the world for every sport. I will continue to say it. I hope they don't make me do one because I don't want to do it. I think it's stupid because there are people. I'm telling you, Doc. Oh, I just saw like, into the content calendar. Ronas. Top yeah, what are, yeah, yeah. dumb deleting that. Do I have access to do that? Uh, but there are people who will just take that list and be like, oh, I trust Adam. I trust Doc. I trust Sean. They'll just take that list and just go down the list and just call out names that are at the top of the list. You can't do that because you can wind up with four running backs in the first four rounds because I, someone takes all the receivers and you're like, oh, my highest guy left is uh, Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I'll take Drake. Can't do it, man. You have to understand how to put together a successful roster. And I've always said it in baseball. It's the biggest flaw for people. It's, you know, obviously, I think I've shown that I, I do it pretty well with my success, but that's the biggest problem in baseball because of so many positions, people do not know how to construct a roster. There's excellent, excellent analysis of players, and people know the players. They don't know how to put together a successful roster. I think in football, it's a little bit easier, but I still think it's a concept that people lose sight of. You have to understand how to put pieces together where the tiers drop, right? I mean, and yeah. I know you like to do the tiers, and I think you, you have to do that. You have to do the tiers because you got to know how out of the three, three guys I have left, are they in the same tier? Are they in different tiers? Okay, I can go for this guy and who's going to be left. And I also look at the people near me. So, you know, look, so for example, but sometimes it's hard to know. It's hard to know that the guy at number 12 is going to take five receivers. You just don't, you don't, you don't know. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Like, you should always look at the other team. But you brought up a great point about this team 12 because team 12 started the draft with five receivers. So if you're team three, you're like, oh, he already has three receivers. So I'm gonna. He's not gonna take another one, and he does now. But that. But it's calculated risk that you're guessing what the other team's gonna do. You should still look at it, but in this case, it didn't pan out the way it you could. Thought. It could have backfired. If you yeah. were staring at that guy, it could have backfired big time. But you know, Team Eleven made a pick, and I want to talk about this pick. And it's a guy that I love, but it was the, the wrong time. So right player, wrong time. What do I mean? I'll let you know when we return right after this.
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, guys, the 2019-20 NFL season is here with another slate of games this week, and you could become the eighth person to win $1 million. And a fan duel at DraftKings tournament setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer who become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you're playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you are doing it wrong. So head on over and check out their tools for football, baseball, golf, basketball, hockey, and sports wagering, or get access to all of them with the Daily Roto Elite Package. So I want you to enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount, and you get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and the use of the same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That's DailyRoto.com, promo code ACTION. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. So, what was I going to ask you, Adam? I can't remember anymore. I'm losing it. Oh, th- there's a guy here on Twitter. He, at Jeff Manns, at Matthew Berry, at Dr. Roto, at SiriusXM Fantasy, at Yahoo Fantasy. I need help. My league is doing keepers for the first year. Can I find a 2019 keep around value list of all players? I Google it, but couldn't find what I've been looking for. Seriously? <laughs> uh, what do you even say? What do you even say to this person? Nothing. Yeah. All right. Just, just, just <laughs> I feel badly, but I don't even know what to say. I mean, a uh, keeper around list, come to the full-time message board. Yeah. And let us know. That's what we do. Someone just asked, like, hey, here are all my keepers. I can keep three. Here are the rounds. That's how, you know, there's no set list. I mean, it's kind of a comparison to other players. That is a per- perfect question, right? That is a perfect question to, to ask on our message boards. Right. And, you know, if there, it, sometimes it's clear cut and it's like, oh, easy, these three. Sometimes there's a debate and we'll give an explanation. Well, it's close between these two. I know the value is for this guy in round 11, but the better players in round eight, it's not that much of a discrepancy, you know? So that's where, you know, those message boards come in. That's true. All right, so Big Phil's listening. He said that, you said the time with play, taking the player the wrong time. He's questioning my ability to tell time. So let, let me get to what we were talking about here. So in last night's draft, Ronis, um, Team 11 takes Michael Gallup in round six. I like Michael Gallup. I think he's a breakout player this year. I love the upside. But I like the player. I don't like the time he was taken in the draft. Even if you love Michael Gallup, I think the same team could have gotten him two rounds later. I agree. I would not take him in that spot either, and I am a fan of him. And I think in earlier drafts, he was really falling far. I think in this format, he's not just because of the ADP. I'm sorry, but the ADP influences people. And when people see the draft boards here, because this is not going to – you're going to get Gallup way cheaper in almost every other league unless it's a very sharp, high-stakes group. In your home leagues, Gallup's going to be cheap. It's the same thing that we had last year with Cooper Cup and Mike Williams. They went very high in our format. Why? They were listed high in the queue. That influences people. It really does. 
It really does. It Cooper does. Cup, I'm sure Cooper Cup went around earlier than he should have last year because Sean had him in his top 10 players. Yeah, maybe a round or two. And Mike Williams, too. You were not. Mike Williams in our format compared to other places last year, it was insane, the oh, discrepancy. Yeah. So, so the queue is very important, and that's why know your league software because we know people play in different leagues. And uh, go look at some of these other sites and look at where we have players because um, the ADP on some of these players is insane. And the, but I also feel badly, though, for one other thing. You know, people read my stuff, and like I said, Matt's a great guy and a good friend of mine, and he says, well, Dr. Roto likes Michael Gallup. Yeah, I but, do like Michael Gallup, but I don't like him there. Right, there's a price. It's the right. value. If, right. if Gallup was going in the fifth round, you wouldn't write him up as a guy that you liked. You'd be like, he's overvalued at the fifth round. We're talking a guy that... Round 10, round 11. That's where you've been getting him in most drafts. So right. now You get Michael, Michael Gallup in round 9, I, I, I applaud you. I salute your pick. You take him in round 6, I go, you could have waited two more rounds. Now, was that a case of him buying into what you wrote about Gallup? I don't know. Or was this the case I, I of Cooper, Cooper's injury? I don't know. That's a good question. So I, I didn't ask him that part. Uh, you know, we didn't discuss that. But I think, you know, sometimes, I don't want to say people panic. But I think people are like, well, I don't really see anything I like. Let me just take an upside guy or a guy that I know somebody else likes. Yeah, and I've that said happens. this. It happens all the time. And, you know, it's going to happen even to the best people. Um, but I I rarely panic in a draft. There might be a time where I get sniped like three players are on. I'm like, oh, man. And then you kind of have to scramble. But you can't panic. I, I saw it in. In a draft the other day, I was talking to someone. There was an insane running back run. It was a non-PPR draft. There was like 13 running backs that went in a row. And okay. I said, I said, you got sucked into that by taking the two running backs here. Don't do it. What, what was happening is they were presenting you receiver value. When all those running backs are going, don't get sucked in because now you're at the back end of it and you're getting the crappy running backs that are pushed up the board because you're panicking. Don't do that. Take the receiver value. You'll figure out the running back. You know, you already, they, they already had one top running back in McCaffrey. Who cares? Now take right. the receivers. I know it's non-PPR and they don't score as much, but don't reach on a scrub running back that's in a timeshare just because you're worried, oh, there's no running backs left. Don't worry well, about it. Take the value presented to you. So I'm going to look at uh, Harry Mary Monks, 12, and I was talking to him on the phone today. And I said to him, his draft was really good. It was really good, but he made one critical mistake. You start Juju and Tyree Kill, I have no problem with that, Adam. And you know I love me some Christian Kirk. But instead of taking Tyler Lockett and Galladay, he could have had Aaron Jones or Marlon Mack. He probably and that would have like given, them, right? That's I know, but guess. I know, but it would have given him one running back. All you need is one because what happens later on when all those other guys? I'm just using names: uh, Singletary and Geis and Bryda, and they all get taken. And now his number one running back is Kenyon Drake. His team went from being really good to being a little sketchy because of that move. Get one guy. Yeah, I. But I guess Get the one guy. I guess the problem. But what if you don't like any of those guys? That's the problem. You and have to. I, that you was have his to response, like some, right? Yes, you have to like somebody. You have to like Mac or Jones or Carson or Jacobs. You got to give me one guy. Look, look. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I don't like the strategy. I'm happy to go four receivers, but I need one running back. One. Okay, that's fair. I mean, you know. I guess Damian Williams at that point is kind of about you talk about a guy that's dropping uh, or Aaron Jones, who is back on the field. You know, that Aaron Jones would probably be the guy for me. I mean, I'd be fine with Juju Hill, Lockett Jones. Would you take Marlon Mack? Would you take Derrick Henry? Would you take Chris Carson? 
Where? Oh my God, Henry filled to the fifth. I know, Pete. Wow, dude, he is a bargain right now. Wow, wow, wow. He's working out on the side, running with a football. Uh-huh. And I heard a re- I heard a reporter who covers the team said that they don't think it's serious that he should be good to go week one. Look, here's the thing with this team, Henry fits in well because you have the high upside receivers that are going to catch the football. You, you can fit Henry with the lack of receptions. I, that's the problem with Henry in the PPR format. You know he's not. But if he's going to get 12, 1,300 yards with double-digit touchdowns, he fits that team. He does. He fits it beautifully. You take out Galladay, you put in Henry, man, I'm liking that team, dude. I'm liking it. Or even Aaron Jones. I'm good with Aaron Jones there. Yeah, look, here's the thing. When you get to this round, all these running backs have question marks and flaws. They all do. Like Marlon Mack, yeah, he's going to score touchdowns and he's going to rack up yards. But very, he's not involved in the passing game much. And, you know, the Andrew Luck issue, which keeps getting somewhat worse by the day. By the minute. By the minute. Yeah. So, yeah, and, you know, he was probably feeling good about Drake, and then you wake up and Drake's in a boot. You're like, oh, no, now what am I going to do? Now I got to start Freeman, and who's he starting week one right now? Freeman and Samuels? Yeah. Because Damian Harris is dealing with a hand injury, too. Good luck with that. And And you have Kareem Hunt, Hunt, who's not going to be it. Yeah, so, yeah. By the way, Andrew Luck went in round 12 last night. He's starting to fall, dude. He should. He really should. I got to drop him down my rankings. Ninth quarterback off the board? Yeah, look. By the way, the team that took him? Made major, major mistake. Do you know what the mistake was? Uh, that took him? Yep. Major mm, mistake. Let me see. I don't see any glaring mistake. Why are you taking Drew Brees when you could have Roethlisberger, Jackson, Trubisky, Garoppolo, anybody? I don't want Drew Brees. I mean, if you're going to take luck, don't take Brees. I mean, I don't either, but maybe he's looking at the early season schedule for the Saints, saying, "All right, if luck, I didn't, I haven't even looked at the schedule for the Saints to to see, but that that would be my guess. Maybe he goes, "All right, luck might miss a few weeks. Uh, Brees has the easy schedule to start. Let's see. Uh, week one, Texans at home. Texans were not great defensively last year, and the Clowney issue. Rams in week two could be a shootout, right? And Seahawks in week three. I, I, I don't just, know. I just don't I mean, want. I don't. I mean, I, I love that, Lamar Jackson. I love Roethlisberger. I love Drew. I, I don't love Drew Brees this year, Adam. I'm, I'm just I staying away from him. I, away. Dude, I passed on him in the Super Flex League, uh, and I took Trubisky over him. Yeah, I think <laughs> I would he, too, dude. I did. A, I did a watch it on Trubisky today. I think he's being very. Do you know his last two weeks of the season, weeks 15 and 16? He's got Green Bay and Kansas City. Giddy up. Yeah, here's the thing, and I know they're for the most part the reports haven't been great. Although I think Nagy came out and then praised them, saying he's reading defenses better. Yes, he he's not the best NFL quarterback, but again, this is fantasy, and he runs. He had over 400 rushing yards last year. He had the shoulder injury, so again, I'm not saying he's the guy that's going to win you a championship. We're talking as a, a backup quarterback here. We're talking in the you know 13 to 18 range of quarterbacks. You know, he has the ability. He showed it last year. To, to have that upside, you know, he had the six touchdown passing game, and, and he runs. And he he runs, runs, yeah, over four hundred yeah. rushing yards. So that that'll help a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he definitely needs to improve but from let, an NFL perspective. Let me just share this. He was a he was not a great college player. This was not a four year starter at North Carolina where he was throwing it for so many yards and he was in the Heisman watch. This was just an athletic kid who started to go way up on draft boards in his last year. I, I, so Trubisky is still a work in progress. And yeah, I think and that's I, what people miss out on. 
And you're th- and you're looking at the the scheme, the offense, Nagy's offense, the weapons he has. Remember, Allen Robinson, full season now off the torn ACL. He really came on strong late last year. Anthony Miller was basically playing with one shoulder. Burton was banged up. You had you got Cohen out of the backfield. You had Montgomery. So there's a lot of weapons in this offense, and I don't think the defense can be as dominant as they were last year. Absolutely. I mean, you give me Mitch Trubisky in rounds 15 through 18, I have no problem with it. I don't know if you're going to win your league, but you certainly won't lose it because of him. So uh, something to talk about. All right, we'll break down some of the better teams from the online championship that was last night, and we'll do it when we return right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, guys, I say it every day, but I'm going to say it again. If you go to playffwc.com right now, you will see, look at it right there, Ronas. Online championship beat Adam Ronas Friday night, 10 p.m. I'm glad you cleared your schedule for it. Yeah, I mean, it was tough. It's been a busy week, and I said, all right, I'm going to have to take out a Friday to do this. So uh, Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, and uh, see what I can do next week. I don't know. This week is just a real busy week. We're writing and drafts and everything. I cry me river on us. We're all in the same boat. No, I have one on Saturday. I have eight spots left. So um, looking forward to it. I, you know, Saturday night's one of those. I don't know. The weekend is. I, I like drafting on the weekend sometimes if I don't have plans. I'm, I'm getting old, Ronas. I'm old. I'm married. I have kids. I'm not hanging out. I'm not drafting at a bar. Yeah, I know that. So uh, it works out for you well. And look, there's other people in that same situation as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, man, it's just all of us, tons of drafts, man. Because I got the draft Friday, the draft Sunday, which you, you are somewhat in. You're not yeah, going to be time, there what, time, what time is that draft? Let me know. What 11 a.m. All right. So I will. Can I be on? Is it, loud, is it too loud that I can be on the phone with my friend? Yeah, it's going to be too loud, I think. Oh, don't make me it's have to text tough. them back and forth. Yeah, I might have to do that or open up oh. Google Chat or some G Chat. All right. All right. Can we give an extra 20 seconds per pick? How there's no time? there's no time. So Oh, there's no time. Okay, that's much better. No, because we better. usually move pretty quickly. I mean, obviously if someone's taking forever, then everyone's like, Come on, come on, you know, like that. <laughs> but uh All right, because we might we may be G chatting and uh I'll have to I'll have to give them the, the that's the hardest thing. You know I don't like doing drafts if I can't be there, Adam. You know it. Oh, same thing with me, man. I, I hate that. Um for sure, you know, and it's it's difficult enough sharing a team, you know. So, I do. I don't share well, Ronas. Yeah, I mean, some I don't. people don't. I mean, you have to know what you're what you're good at, what you're not, and if you feel like you're just don't like sharing a team because you know you want to have total control, then it's not ideal to do it. Uh, I do have. I think only one team this year that I'm sharing with someone. I can share a team. I can. Because you know I partner with a lot of guys. But I mean this in the best way. It needs to be 51-49. Because if I need to get in a guy, their, I, I need to get a favor. guy. Yeah, right. If, if, we, if I need to get a guy, I need to get a guy. You know, and I just, I just know what I want to do. I've been doing this so long. It just comes to me easily. And I'll see the draft board and I'll know the guy I need. And I just, you know, like, you know, it, it's hard. Because when you're a 50-50 partner, 
you want to please the other person. And I get that because you're a nice guy and you want to be, you want to be happy. But I, at the end of the day, I want to win. Of course. Yeah, that's the ultimate goal is to win. Didn't we have like the worst partnership in history when you and I drafted that one year? Yeah, which is kind of odd. Maybe it's because <laughs> no, maybe because it was like kind of the first year or two that we knew each other. That is true. That was one I mean, of the first. I years, think right? it'd be a, I think it'd be a lot different now. But yeah, we were in Atlantic City, and uh, it just was a disaster. I think we had seven <laughs> five Giants on the team. It's <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> awful team. I think yeah. you're probably right. Yeah, wouldn't we? We'd narrowed it down to two guys that we liked, right? Yeah, I think it would be way easier now. All right, we'll have to try it, Ronis. We might. Uh, we were. Oh, we almost did. <laughs> Remember, we were supposed to share a team. I think in the FF Champs. Oh yeah, second. that's right. right. Before they and split us again. I don't know again. what happened. <laughs> I think. Well, I think you know. After you work with somebody for so many years, you start to think like they think. You know, or you know what they like. Right. We've worked together so so a long time now that we kind of have an idea. And yeah, we're going to disagree on a few players, but there's probably a lot that we agree on. I think it would be much better. Whereas then, we kind of didn't know each other. Maybe we have evolved. And the way we draft now, things have changed. We've obviously become better players. You know, you just become yeah. better with experience. And especially... What, what year was that thing? What year was that oh, thing? Oh, man. 2013? 2012? Probably. Well, it definitely... Yeah, it had to be... Yeah, we were all with probably. Roto Experts. Jake was with us. Well, Angle. I started... I started... Well, we were... The morning show started 2010. So, yeah, I would say it's. it was probably 2012, 2013. Right? What was what, what, I don't was I doing my own show at that point? I don't even remember, man. I, I, I can't remember these details. Like I was out with a friend yesterday, and he was like, "Yeah, that was 2008." How do you remember <laughs> these years? Some things I can remember like that, like but some I, things I can't. I, I used to have like an impeccable memory when I was younger, and I would remember everything. And you know, I can remember a lot of things, but we were like going over like people we used to work with he's like oh yeah that was 2009 i'm like right. how do you know that like really like you know who has I, a great memory my son has a great memory and i'll say something and he'll look at me like sure about that chief and i'm like what are you talking about and he'll he'll spout out exactly what happened I'm like all right he was right you know the kid's 12 he knows more than i do well that's helpful for school because a lot of <laughs> subjects are a lot of memory especially history it's all just remembering stuff you know well, and even yeah. and even math it's like okay if you know the concept of how you solve this equation a lot of it's memory. It's so funny you said that. My son is the greatest regurgitator in the history of middle school. But I don't think he knows how to extrapolate. And that worries me as he heads into high school next year. Like, if you tell him something, he owns it. Trust me, he gets 100. But if you have to have him apply it, that's... But kids, I don't think, learn how to do that anymore. Yeah, it's very different nowadays. Yeah, I, but I even feel like that that's in fantasy as well. The great players are able to take a concept and move it somewhere else, right? And that's, and that's how you become a great player. So somebody posted something on the message board, Adam, about guys in the later rounds that we like. Are there a couple of guys that you like at the end of drafts that you're, that you're keying in on? Like talking, what, 15th round on later? Yeah, yeah. Maybe a receiver or running back. Is there a guy that you're like, I think this guy could be interesting? Uh, Trey Quinn for the Redskins. You know, he's going to play the slot. You could see him getting a lot of targets. Maybe not a lot of touchdowns, unfortunately, in that offense. Uh, I think Ty Montgomery's becoming a little interesting. You're hearing a lot of positive things about him. And I think if anything happens to Le'Veon Bell, it looks like he's the guy. Uh, trying to think of who else offhand. I like Hunter Renfro. Yeah, it looks like he's going to work the slot. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. They just don't have – I mean, there's not a high target 
guy outside of Antonio Brown. You know, you got Tyrell Williams, Williams is not a high-target guy. He's a He's 50, 55 patch. Right. So Renfro played at Clemson, dude. He made a lot of big catches. Yeah, no, he's he's not a bad flyer to take late because again, with a lot of these guys, you're going to wind up cutting. You know, we could sit here and say, "Oh, this guy, we're going to wind up cutting him." I guess Jalen Hurd's moving up now, but I see 14th round, I uh, I don't know. I mean, Scott we still Atkins know loves Cole Beasley. Really? Yeah, he loves Cole Beasley. Uh, why? What's the upside there? He just thinks that he's going to be the outlet guy. Yeah, but what is that going to do in that offense? I don't know. Do you like you Jalen? Like- Jalen Hurd or Cole Beasley? Pick one. Hurt. I think there's more of a path for him to, to maybe get it. I still think Dante Pettis is going to start, and you're starting to hear Shanahan come out and say, "Yeah, you know, they're trying to motivate him because they think he could be really good." So, I think you have to. Wow, Pettis still didn't get lowered in this draft. Wow, yeah, <laughs> round five, twenty nine. Jeez, and I've been a Pettis guy. I've taken him in drafts. I've lowered him though. It's but a good I, move. Actually, for this team, to, look at this team starting here: Johnson and Mixon. Edelman, Woods, Pettis, Green. That's nice. Don't you have to take Kirk over Pettis right now, though? You have to take Kirk over Pettis. But I, I, I'm not going to burn the guy for doing it. But I, I would take Kirk over Pettis, but I, don't, I, I could live with it. Again, I still uh, – I just thought Pettis would be more of a discount now. I'm stunned to see him 29. But, hey, maybe that owner has the same mentality as me, saying, hey, I still think he's the guy. Would have liked to get him cheaper, but – Pat Mahomes at the end of round four. Look, we're going to either look back on this and say, wow, he did it again. I can't believe it. This guy's a... Because if you watched him in the preseason, not that it means anything. He's just so confident, man. He's just so confident, and this team is loaded. So do I think they're going to be good again? They may be better this year. What if Darwin Thompson is legit? And McCole Hardman, did you see the speed on him? Oh, yeah, dude. I t- didn't I tell you last week how good he was going to be? And you're like, I don't think he's well, going to make in a fantasy, lot of catches. I, no, I told you fantasy. he's going to be. He's Taylor Gabriel, dude. Yeah, but do, is that a player that you can count on playing every week? You can't. I, mean, I think he can go two for 58 with one one big play a week. Will it be a touchdown? I don't know. But well, that's if he not had an six, every week starter. It's not. But I, I don't mind putting him as my eighth receiver. I don't. Where do you go in this draft? Uh, let's see. I'm sure he had to go Hardman, Hardman. Oh, yeah, oh round, round 11. 11. Yeah, that's way too early. No, thanks. Not doing yeah, that. Yeah, that's, Not that's, that's that. buying into the preseason hype here. But I take him in round 15. If he changed Hardman with Josh Reynolds, I'd be good with that. I'd take Hardman in round 15. No problem with that. Yeah, I mean, round 15, sure. I mean, and again, it's also Tyreek Hill insurance. I mean, if Hill goes down, uh, then, you know. See, that's happy. interesting you said that. If I was the team that took Tyreek Hill... Instead of taking AJ Brown, who I think is poo poo, I take uh, hard. I would have taken Hardman there. Yeah, you could do that. I mean, look, we always talk handcuffs with running backs, but there are a couple of situations. I mean, obviously, if you have Ertz, you want uh, Goddard. It's going to be difficult to get because Goddard is going early. I mean, in this draft, he was the 13th tight end off the board in round 12. But look at Team 10. They took Godwin in round three, and they took uh, Brashard Perriman with the last pick. That's smart drafting. That's yeah, you, smart drafting. You can do that, though, because he's going to be cheap. I mean, yeah. it seems like it's Perryman. I mean, I know Justin Watson is there, too, but uh, I think it, it, it probably will be Perryman. But that's and, that's something to keep an eye on. That's even if it's not Perryman. Even if it's not Perryman, I like the thought process. Right. Right. You got you to gotta do that. You got to make some some smart picks here. What do you think about the, the Ithaca Bombers team? What are they? Team six. Adams, Allen, Diggs, Mack. Landry White Duke. 
Can you win with that start? I think you can. Uh, I think so too. I Sutton think so. and eight. I don't like Hyde and Barber in nine and ten, but I like the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, you get to that area. I mean, again, Barber is just such a boring pick. You know, it's just. How do you take Barber over Singletary or Darwin Thompson or Justin Jackson? I think that's a big mistake. There. Yeah, I take all of those guys over Barber. All and of them. I, I hate Carlos Hyde. I've always hated Carlos Hyde. He's not good, man. He's just not good. And I did take him in one draft reluctantly in round 14. Uh, and I still kind of regret it. You know what it is about Hyde? You're like, oh, if he gets the play, he doesn't fit that team at all. At all. Because he can't catch anything. So when Hyde's playing, you know they have to be running. So how is that, how is that an Andy Reid off? That, that hurts Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think just people look and they see Hyde getting snaps with the ones occasionally, especially when Damian Williams was down, and they think, oh, he's the direct guy. But, yeah, he might get some snaps, but he's just not that good anymore. Yeah, he's just not that good anymore. I mean, it, it's so funny. I could look at a draft board, Adam. I know I'm not taking Lamar Miller. I know I'm not taking you know, uh, Jordan Howard. I know I'm not taking Carlos Hyde. They're just guys I know I'm never taking. They're boring picks. They're not winning you the league. And, you know, again, I have said sometimes these stable guys are fine, but I don't even look at those guys as stable. I, I just don't. There's, there's no – they're not going to make a difference for you. And in those rounds, you're trying to look for someone that can win you the league, that can be right. a difference maker. That Those guys are not doing it. Look, Darwin Thompson, I don't know if he's going to be play a lot or not, but he could win you a league. What he if could. he does? I, and he might not be nothing, but you know what? I, at least there's an unknown there where the other guys that we talked about, you know. You right. know Peyton. Well, Peyton Barber got a ton of volume last year. What did he do with it? Nothing. Not much. Could, wait, look, Peyton Barber. Is, Barber is, is he going to give you a 25-point week? No, he's going to give you 700 yards rushing. He's going to give you 300 yards receiving and maybe five touchdowns. You happy? You excited? No, not at all. And the problem is, when I give you those numbers as a whole, you're like, oh, that's not so bad. But if I give it to you over 16 weeks, it's like eight points a week. Yeah, it's just, again, there's no, it's, but, you know, in your home league, okay, fine. You need, but in this style, where you're, you're shooting not only to win your league, but be in the overall mix, it's not a guy that's going to help you out. It's not going to yeah. be a difference maker. You, you need to hit home runs in these rounds. That's a really good question. I, I want to get to that question. I know we have a, sh- a short time, but... All right, when we come back, I'm going, to, I'm going to raise a question. I know we only have about a few minutes when we return. I have a question that everybody out there should be listening to because this is critical to your thought, thought process when you draft. What is this question? I will let you know. I will let you know when Full-Time Fantasy returns with Dr. Odo and Adam Ronis right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire.
All right, we're back. Remember, play FFWC.com. There's a Beat Adam Ronas draft this Friday at 10 p.m. There's a Beat Dr. Roto draft Saturday at 10 p.m. We'd love to have you draft with us, and we're looking forward to seeing you there at play FFWC.com. All right, Adam, here's my question. When you play in it, let's say you're in the online championship, the Beat Adam Ronas League, are you drafting to win your league or to win the online championship? Uh, kind of both. I probably look at my league first, which I know some people don't do, but you know, you could still win some good money doing that. I mean, yeah, who everyone wants the grand prize, but yeah, I'm going to be probably a little bit more aggressive. I was last year when I did the draft in Vegas and sometimes it doesn't work. Like I took Traquan Smith around 11 and it didn't work out. You know, he had a couple big weeks, but overall for the season didn't work out, but that was aggressive and uh, sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes it's, it, it's not. So, but I do but, think there there is a level where you have to be a little bit aggressive. But that and that's the reason. See, I play for the fifty k, and that's why I never draft Peyton Barber, because Peyton Barber will I, never win me fifty k. I don't. Think I want to win fifty k either. <laughs> right, but I want to win fifty k. Look, I want thirteen hundred. Look, I, I I could use the money, but I really need fifty k, Ronus, and that's what I'm playing for. Yeah, and that's fine. And there are a lot of people that have that mindset. So. That's nothing wrong with that at all, you know, because you can, you you know, if you play in, in 10 of them, you know, you figure, all right, I'm going to win my league in a couple. So I'm going to take swing for the fences in the other couple. Right. But I think it's a mindset of who are you taking? Are you taking the safe guy, the safe, smart guy? You're taking the upside guy. You want to win your league? You're taking the safe. You're taking Golden Tate. You're, you're trying to go for the whole thing. You're, you're taking Andy Isabella. Yeah, I think it depends, you know. And your home league, you can you can go the conservative route because if you you know you still might get that upside player two rounds later in your home league. Again, it's about knowing your competition, who you're playing with. You know, in this format, people are going to be very aggressive, and that's why you see these ADPs with players pushed up the board. All right, Adam, who's coming up in round number uh, hour number two? Uh, we'll have Bob Long uh, right. as uh, they have a big event in. The Pro, Pro Football Hall of Fame this weekend. So he'll uh, come and tell, up to talk about that. Tell him I'm so happy he's cancer-free. I will do that. Yeah, I'll give my best. All right, guys, this is Dr. Roto saying be well and take care. Keep it right here for hour number two of Full-Time Fantasy when we return right after this.